Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Another episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. Today being a Wednesday, Wednesday, December 15th, 2021, means only one thing. It is Mailbag Wednesday, where we listen, where we take your questions that you as a listener may send in, and I answer them as best I can based on maybe my playing career, short-stinted coaching career, broadcasting career, or just overall interest level or knowledge uh, as a former professional athlete in regards to the world of sports. So if you've got your own question that you want to ask, send it my way, dickow at scorebooklive.com or hit me up on social media, um, both Instagram and Twitter, at dandickow21. That is the number 21 at Dan Dickow 21. So as usual, three questions. Um, I dive into them. Sometimes they're short and quick and sweet answers. Sometimes it's a great question and gets me going a little bit longer. Um, and I really go in depth on them. So um, first question comes from Jeff in Portland, Oregon. Did your high school ever play in any of these big time Christmas tourney events that you see now that have teams from all across the country. Uh, well, Jeff, I, obviously I think I got, I have a good idea of why being from Portland, you're asking this because one of the best Christmas time tournaments at the high school level is in Portland itself, the Les Schwab Invitational. Um, it's been around for, uh, I want to say about 25 years now. This might be the 25th anniversary, um, if I'm not mistaken. I know they've got another great field this year. They've had great fields seemingly every year they've put it together. They've had great community support in Portland. I love the format that they do where it's typically 12 uh, teams, I want to say, throughout Oregon, maybe one or two from Southwest Washington, one from Seattle, typically, and then one or two national level teams. So, uh, through that math I just did, it might be more than 16, but typically two national level teams. 12 very good Oregon area teams and then two regional being either Portland uh, or the Seattle area. So, um, no, those Christmas tourneys, both the Les Schwab as well as many of the other great ones across the country, weren't a huge deal yet when I was in high school. Um, I think from, from my knowledge, my recollection, those really started becoming much, much more popular and much bigger uh, over the last 10, 15 years. If you look at the Les Schwab, I mean, their alumni list of players that have played in that event that have played in the NBA is off the charts. The, the, the you know, Tyson Chandler, Kevin Love, Markel Foltz, Michael Porter Jr., uh, Kevin Porter, uh, DeJounte Murray. Um, you, you keep going on and on down the list. The uh, Scotty Barnes, uh, just the list is unbelievable of uh, the amount of guys that they have had playing that tournament. But that being said, when I was in high school, um, Prairie, which is in Vancouver, Washington, GSHL, um, we had 18 of our 20 games were league games. So we had no ability uh, or we had no wiggle room on our schedule to go out and play in any of these Christmas tournaments, even if they were prevalent or um, available at the time. 
Um, so I think it would have been fun. It would have been great. I would have enjoyed it. It would have been a chance to, you know, for for our high school team to kind of stack ourselves up against uh, maybe some national competition, um, as well as then maybe, um, you know, prepare ourselves for what we might see in the postseason. That senior year that I mentioned, uh, 1997 state tournament, we ended up to making it to the, the semifinals. Um, of of the state tournament, but we couldn't quite get it done. So um, great question, Jeff. And I get the angle because you're from Portland and Les Schwab is one of the great ones that is out there. I know um, Seattle is doing one this year um, through Hoop Source. I know there's a great one in Torrey Pines, California. Uh, there's always a great one in uh, at Damien High School in, in the LA area as well. Uh, there's a couple really good ones in Florida. I want to say king of palms or holiday palms classic in, in fort lauderdale is a big one um and then you get a you know some other ones called such as the hoop hall um in phoenix or i know there's one in, in springfield massachusetts um near the basketball hall of fame so lots of good events uh unfortunately i was never able to be a part next question from phil in spokane what was your getaway activity as a player both in season as well as out of season, and how about now? Well, Phil, that's a that's a fun one to kind of you know reminisce about how I would get away from the game because as a college and or NBA player, there is an absolute grind to the season. Amount of practice, amount of rehab if you're injured, amount of extra workouts to to stay sharp and fresh on your game, uh, amount of weightlifting. Uh, then the amount of travel and game prep that you have, uh, you got to find ways to get your mind uh, away from basketball, keep your, your mind fresh, keep your body fresh to a certain extent. Um, and so I had a couple different um, kind of getaway activities. Uh, when I was in college during the season, um, we would always have teammates and friends over to, to my apartment, uh, especially my senior year would have been myself. Uh, and two teammates, Richard Fox and uh, Kyle Bankhead, uh, and we would we would have the team over most nights of the week, and poker was our thing. It was a really big thing in the early 2000s. It's not as popular now as it was back then, but the World Series of Poker was just really kind of becoming mainstream. You were having poker on TV. We would play poker at, at our apartment. Um, almost nightly coach few <laughs> tried to get us to put a stop on it at some point uh we were playing so much poker we ended up getting going out to the casino which is now northern quest um and it's grown exponentially it's one of the best uh regional casinos uh on the west coast but those were those were a couple ways that we got a, got away refreshed the mind was just um played some poker uh, i don't want to call it mindless gambling because you, you got to be present, otherwise you can lose money that maybe you're not uh, ready to or, or comfortable losing. Um, but those are some things that we did um, to clear our mind. I started to try to learn to play the guitar in college. I learned three or four chords, uh, got to the point where I could kind of go a little bit back and forth and play a semblance of a song. Didn't really sound like a song, but it, it sounded like the start of a song. Um, but I didn't. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I would have stuck with it. I didn't have the patience to really, you know, dive in and learn it um, the way I wish I would have. I did get 
guitar lessons years later when I was uh, done playing in the NBA. Um, and same thing, you know, I, I think I was, my, my attention span didn't last much longer than the lesson time and maybe another 45 minutes a week or so. So that never went anywhere. But the other way that I like to get away or liked to get away um, that wasn't during the season so much, but more during the summer of getting away from the grind of a workout uh, regiment would be play golf. I mean, that's the one hobby that I have that when I get a chance to play golf, I really enjoy it. I like to do that. Um, my boys are getting into it now, um, so it's fun to get out there and play with them a little bit. I've had the ability and the opportunity to play a number of really good golf courses. One of my hobbies or collections, I guess you could say, that I do is I have a golf ball collection from every golf course that I've played. And so it's pretty cool to look at that, the fishbowl full of golf balls and, and pull one out and see what the logo is and kind of re reminisce about what that round of golf was. I've had, you know, the opportunity to go to Bannon Dunes, which is an amazing golf resort on the Southern Oregon coast a few times. Um, I've had a chance to play Pebble Beach one time. I got to play the U.S. Open tees. I played it, so I played it from the back, shot 85, had a couple birdies, including a chip in on number 18. Uh, I've had the opportunity to play uh, East Lake, which is where the Tour Championship is held every year in Atlanta. Um, I really had a, a, a chance to play a lot of really nice golf courses that I really, um, you know, enjoy. Um, but in the summer, that's that's a way that I like to try to get away now. Either it's by myself, go hit some balls for 15, 20 minutes if I'm early on the way to picking the kids up from something or if, if my boys are able to, to join me and go as well. So um, golf would be, you know, a getaway activity both then and now for me. Sherry from Seattle writes, I was at the battle in Seattle where Gonzaga lost to Alabama. What do you think of them now that they have two losses on the season? Well, Sherry, I'm, I hope you had a good time at the game because that was a heck of a college basketball game and college basketball atmosphere. Um, I'm not uh, too overly disappointed or frustrated as a former Gonzaga player and fan of, of how the season is going. Would I like to be undefeated? Absolutely. Did, would they like to? Sure. Did, would they, did they have their chances? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, you know, I, I think if you look at the first loss, Duke, I think they lost by, if I'm not mistaken, four or six. So they 100% had their chances. But the Alabama game, I think, is the one you're mostly referencing because you were at the game. Uh, from what I saw, it was a tremendous atmosphere. Those are the kind of games that you want your team to play in. Um, it's cool that Gonzaga will return that game in Alabama next year. Um, Nate, Nate Oates is doing an amazing job at Alabama. It's crazy to think that nine years ago, Nate Oates – was a head coach at the high school level. He was uh, out of, in the Detroit area, Romulus High School, had some players that uh, were very good high school players that were recruited. He got to know Bobby Hurley as Bobby Hurley was the head coach at Buffalo. Bobby Hurley had an opening on his staff, brought Nate Oates a couple of years ago in the NCAA tournament. Bobby Hurley goes to Arizona State. Nate Oates gets the promotion to head coach at Buffalo. They get to the NCAA tournament. They get a knockoff win against Arizona. Um, and now, lo and behold, he is the head coach at Alabama. They are uh, looking like a tremendous SEC team. I think they, they are now seventh or eighth after that Gonzaga win in the polls, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so for that loss for Gonzaga isn't as worrisome as maybe some would think is because 
They're a darn good team. I think Alabama was ranked 16th or 18th, depending on the poll you look at when they played Gonzaga. But that was because they had just lost to Iona, who's coached by Rick Pitino. Had they not lost that game, Alabama would have been a ranked top 10 at the time they beat Gonzaga. And that then that wouldn't have looked as negatively as a loss in a lot of fans' eyes. Um, but I'm not too concerned because Alabama's got big, strong physical guards that attack you, very similar to Baylor. And they got hot from three. I think when you look at that, um, you got to give Alabama a ton of credit. You also got to give Gonzaga a bunch of credit because they made a run deep in the second half. They didn't fold. Uh, they had their chances to really kind of make it a one-two possession game down the stretch. Uh, but then Al- Alabama made a couple plays. Gonzaga made a couple mistakes to end up with. I think it was a nine-point loss. But, um, you know, I think the one thing I have heard a number of people ask is if people found the blueprint to beat Gonzaga, well, b- based on how the Baylor game went in the title game, Duke game, and Alabama game is, I don't think that's a blueprint. I think that's just three really good teams with physical attacking guards that played really well. I mean, Gonzaga has played other teams that have had big, strong, physical backcourts that have been attacking that just haven't made the shots the way that those three other teams have made. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason to get overly concerned or overly worried. I do think – um, there's a, a rhythm in Gonzaga's offense that um, is being worked on. Um, last year, it was literally just plug and play. Only had to get one guy, and that was Jalen Suggs, up to speed with everything that was happening. Everybody else had experience together. The, the, the movement off the ball, the timing on screens, the spacing, was the passing was almost impeccable at times at the college level, where, like I said, you had to get one guy up to speed this year you got to get a number of guys up to speed. Drew Timmy, preseason player of the year, he's had some great games. He's had some, uh, I don't want to call them subpar games because he's still averaging 18-ish a game. Um, but a couple games where maybe he, he struggled a little more than you would like. Um, but at the same time, he's still playing at an All-American level. Uh, you got Anton Watson, who's, who's showed some really good stretches this year. Um, and Andrew Nemhart are really your only three guys with returning minutes uh, of any value within the Gonzaga program. Bolton's come in, had some some great stretches, um, and Julian Strother has really shown growth from freshman to sophomore year. But you're talking about adding Strother, Bolton, and then the freshmen, as good as they are, um, Holmgren, Salas, Hickman, Perry at times when he's not hurt, and Ben Gregg into the mix. That's a lot of, of movement and fluctuation within a roster from year to year, something Gonzaga really hasn't had to deal with much in the past. And so uh, I think you're going to see some growing pains. Um, two of them have resulted in losses. I think those are not bad losses when you look at it, a Duke and an Alabama. Um, so, you know, I, I think a lot of fans may be a little disappointed, but at the same time, that shows you just where this Gonzaga program has come. If you're uh, eight and two, and your two losses are to Duke and Alabama, both teams that are currently ranked in the top 10, and, and you're disappointed in it, wow, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. That's pretty amazing. So um, they got a great stretch coming up to right themselves. The UW game was canceled because of COVID issues within the Husky program, but uh, you've got a really good Texas Tech team, um, and then you've got, I believe it's Northern Arizona before Christmas break and then you're right in the league i think the wcc is really good this year right now currently four teams in the wcc are in the top 40 of ken palm rankings and if it the season were to end now that would mean 
the WCC has four teams, Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's, and San Francisco all in the NCAA tournament. That would be awesome. So Jeff, Phil, Sherry, thank you all for your questions. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, and review to the ISO for SB Live Sports. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.